You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. It's episode seven. What a busy weekend it was on the 28th of January. We have FA Vars action, of course, as well as all of the action from across the Premier and uh, First Divisions in the uh, in the Toolstation Western League, and not too much interference from the weather. I'm very pleased to say. I'm even more pleased to say I'm joined on the line uh, by Tom Hiscock, uh, journalist from the non-league paper. Tom, how are you today? Afternoon, I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Yeah, not too bad at all. Because we were both a little bit under the weather this time last week, weren't we? Yeah, I think we've improved somewhat. We've got another weekend under our belt, and it's uh, yeah, doing much better. Good, 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 good. Well, I mean, one thing that certainly helped improve the mood is the um, is the uh, is the good fortune of Buckland Athletic. We'll, we'll come to them because we want to start with the FA Vars. I suppose that's the really big talking point in non-league football this weekend. But um, of course, an honourable mention to the heroics of Bristol Manor Farm away at Bromsgrove Sporting, in front of a bumper crowd, even more watching that game than watch their fifth round tie against Melksham. Um, 1,487 people uh, and and a crowd that Lee Lyshenko, when I spoke to him last week, was expecting to give his boys a rough ride. They battled honourably, but unfortunately they were on the wrong end of a 2-1 scoreline. Yeah, just their second defeat of the season in all competitions, obviously a fantastic run they've been on. They've never been getting to be knocked out in the last 16. Uh, They fell behind quite early and... uh, Bromsgrove are obviously doing quite well themselves this season and uh, after doubling their leads Bristol Manor Farm got a late goal through Troy Simpson but it wasn't to be for them and they were uh, knocked out following a 2-1 defeat as you say and they, they won't be in the, in the quarterfinals Ominous for the rest of the Tool Station Western mm. Premier Division really because uh, Manor Farm will now be focusing their attentions on <laughs> winning the title I'm sure but um, we should celebrate of course and rightly so the achievement of Buckland Athletic they were also away um, away at Hinkley AFC they gave themselves something amount of a mountain to climb but um, they overcame their host in extra time Tom take us through that one so yeah just like Bristol and Farm really they had a tough start they were two down very early on uh, Sam Agar scoring twice for the hosts but they managed to get back into it and were level at half time thanks to goals from Lloyd Gardner and Gavin Hammond again as you say they came through a tough patch and they were behind once more with Agar completing his hat-trick for, for Hinkley who were riding high uh, but um, then after Gardner got his second of the match that took the game to extra time and um Richard Groves scoring a famous goal in, in, in the added moments after after the 90-minute period and they are through to the quarterfinals where they will be leading the Western League charge. Absolutely right. Well, I was fortunate enough to be joined by both Lee Lyshenko and Ellis late um, last uh, last week for an FA Vars special and Ellis has kindly agreed to uh, to speak with us again, this time looking back on that game against, uh, uh, on that game against Hinkley. First of all, congratulations on your uh, fifth round Vars victory uh, at the weekend. It was a it was a fantastic effort. Um, you must be delighted. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the lads were um, absolutely superb. You know, they've worked. You know, we've had to play extra time. Lads have worked so hard, um, and you know, from two 0 down, you know, we've had to work that extra bit harder to defend right and do the right things. And yeah, it was a brilliant result for us. You know, absolutely brilliant. How did you find Hinkley AFC as hosts? 
fantastic club. Fantastic. I mean, I ground share of uh, a team called Hever St. John's. Uh, when we first got there, some officials from Hever St. John's were there, uh, welcome us in, um, you know, made us feel welcome, you know, talked about, you know, the ground and, you know, absolutely superb. And then uh, talking to Hinkley once they'd arrived, uh, you know, there's you know, a couple of their supporters, uh, a couple of their fans, uh, and uh, a couple of the, uh, the the management team, you know, it was all we really welcoming, really welcoming. It was, it was a good experience to go into places like that, especially for, you know, a small club like Buckland to go, you know, go to places and see what it's about. Well, you, you, you took a, a good travelling support with you, I can see from the match report on the um, on the website. Um, they must have had, uh, they must have feared the worst um, when you went, uh, when you went 2-0 down so early on. I would imagine so. I mean, after speaking to them uh, after the game, you know, they were all a little bit concerned and, um, you know, um, we didn't defend well. You know, we didn't defend well for the first... uh, 20, 20 minutes I'd guess uh, you know we did start quite brightly uh, and probably switched off a little bit at the back you know they were very good attacking team they were you know who played against one of the best strikers I think I've ever seen at this level of football in Sam Agar who got a hat-trick in the end um, you know so they were very good going forward and you know that exposed us a couple of times um, because because we, we, we just didn't defend right and it was unlike us um, to switch off a couple of times you know so I, I was a little bit concerned by that um, but you know, like you said, the fans were probably a little bit panicking, but I knew, I knew we could get better. Uh, I knew we could organise ourselves on the pitch. We did that and, and got ourselves back into the game, um, it, which was which was ideal for me. Well, you, you had to get yourselves back into the game um, twice, but having done that, you must have felt um, optimistic going into extra time that um, that you could get something out of the game. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Um, you know, I'm optimistic in, in, in any game. Um, second half, you know, it was two till at, two till at half time. Second half, I felt we were, you know, the better team. We we we, we didn't penetrate their goal, but we we had a lot of possession. Uh, we recycled possession quite a lot and, and 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 moved the ball, you know, a lot better than we did first half. Uh, and they scored against the run of play, you know. And I thought, oh, you know, this is a tough one now. Uh, but we did dig ourselves out of it again and got, you know, got at three three. Um, and I did. I thought, you know, I think we can push on here um, and, and get that get that winner, uh, get that get that first goal in extra time. Uh, and we had a couple of chances before we actually got 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 the winner. Um, and then it was a case of holding on. I think we just got deeper and deeper, and, and eventually, you know, got the result. But it was it was backs against the wall the last five five minutes. Well, a great occasion for yourselves, of course, and, and the Yellows fans. Um, the draw has already been made, and and would you have it you have drawn in the next round? Bromsgrove Sporting, of course, the conquerors uh, of Bristol Manor Farm. Um, you're away. Do you think you can go one better than BMF? I have to. I have to think we can. You know, I'm pretty sure Lee, Lee went up there. You know, we, we heard his, pop, his 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 chat the other day, and he was confident going up there. And you have to be. You know, you get you get this far in a competition, you have to be confident going into any game. Um, you know, it will be a tough one. You know, like, even we've we've gone and played Hinkley in that league. There were a couple of places below of Sporting, um, but you know, I know what that league's about a little bit more now. You know, I can see the quality of players. I can see the, sort of like the work ethic. I can see the way they play. Um, you know, so we, we will go there. We'll go there prepared. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. You know, we won't. You know, we we've travelled away a lot in this Vars, as we've said before, and we travel well. We, you know, we know our routines. We're happy with it. You know, we can't be scared of you know 
go into a team that are quite fancied in this competition. Um, you know, we have to be we have to be confident, and we will be. Well, the, the Western League family are very much behind you now as the sole representatives of the of the league in the competition. But they'll need to be, won't they? Because for um, Bristol Manor Farms' visit to Bromsgrove, there were over fourteen hundred people there, and uh, you're going to be seriously outnumbered on the day, I'd imagine. We have been. We have been every game we've gone to. You know, uh, apart from the, uh, the 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 game at home to uh, Isle of Wight. You know, we have been. We've been away. Um, you know, we've had some decent crowds, and we've travelled with you know with our core supporters. Uh, you know, and they've, they've, our support has gradually gone up. You know, but you know we don't take a lot, uh, but we do take a vocal lot, and uh, you know they'll make themselves vocal as much as they can. You know, they might be <laughs> might not be heard in, in, in the middle of fifteen hundred people, um, but we know they're there. We know they're there, and uh, we know the support's there for us, and we'll, we'll give it our, our best shot to uh, to uh, be heard. I guess. Um, will you be on the phone to Lee Lashenko to get a scouting report? Um, yeah, I probably will. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> I do know a few people up that area. Uh, I know some ex-players of, of, of the old Bromsgrove. Um, and again, like I say, I spoke to a few people uh, from the Heather St. John's side of, 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 uh, of the game on Saturday, um, probably doing a prior bit of scouting, really, to see what, what, what they were like and what some of the other teams were like in this league. Uh, and obviously what Kozol and Sporting Calcium were like, just in case we drew them as well, uh, because they played in around that Midlands League as well. So I've got a little bit of information uh, that I've picked up over the weekend. And, you know, obviously any information I can get. And yeah, I will speak to Lee and see, see what his feelings were on the game and whether, whether he's got any advice for me to, um, to, to conquer them. Well, you did fantastically well, Ellis, and uh, congratulations again on the victory. But um, I mean, it's a it, you know it's a cup competition. I suppose we'll turn our attentions to that um, to that next uh, to that next round. I believe that that those games will be played. Uh, they're due to be played on the weekend of February the 18th. Is that is that your understanding? Yeah, that's right. Uh, at the moment, uh, we're not sure whether it's going to be Saturday and sun Saturday or Sunday, uh, because uh, Bromsgrove do share with Worcester. But I'm on the understanding that it is Bromsgrove's home ground to start with, so I'm not sure because um, Worcester are actually due to play a game that day at home. So uh, we'll hear to hear from the FA uh, on a decision on whether it's Saturday or Sunday. Um, but it will be that weekend, yes. Well. Uh, hopefully the listeners will stay tuned to the podcast to sort of find out breaking breaking news on that. But one final question for you, because these are the ones that perhaps the Yellows fans um, are, are going to be most interested in. Of course, when we spoke last time, I know you're a very ambitious man. You've been doing very well in the league and, of course, in the Cup um, this um, this season. Um, as the sole representatives of the Western League, do you do you do you think that you're are you going to give your opponents an easy ride now in the league, or are you still um, pushing hard as ever um, to uh, to challenge um, Bristol Man? farm at the top of the division of course we're pushing of course we're pushing you know this this this, this cut run won't take our eye off it because you know the longer you go in this competition the more the, the bigger the disappointment when you get knocked out um, you know so we want to keep it as long as we can um, but at the same time we're in the league till the end of the season you know and you know we can't put our, all our eggs in, in, in this cup run um, because you know pr- our priority is the league um, but it's not our priority it's, 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 a, it's a thing that we've targeted uh, and you know um I will continue playing the strongest side I feel we need to play on that day and um, and we'll be pushing you know uh, obviously we've got a couple of games in hand but you know we'll be looking to win those games and, and getting ourselves a little bit further up the table 
and uh, and putting some pressure on on the teams above us, um, you know, with our results hopefully. Well, oh, to be a Buckland fan. What a great time it is to be a Yellow. Um, Ellis, thank you very much um, for your time again. And um, we look forward to speaking to you in the build-up to that game against Bromsgrove Sporting. Thank you. And my thanks there to Ellis Leighton. Uh, of course, we will be doing an FA Vars quarter-final special um, nearer the time when Buckland progress in that competition, flying the Western League flag. But for, uh, for now, we turn our attention to more regular matters and we go back into the, the Toolstation Western League Premier Division and um, Bradford Town were at home, um, but um, Cribs were the visitors and they were the ones who came away with all three points. Mm, they came from behind. Uh, Bradford took an early lead through Daniel Cottle and uh, Cribs got back on level terms through Josh Jones in the first half so it was all level at, at half time uh, but then late on in the piece uh, Darren Edwards who got a hat-trick last week in Cribs's fixture then he scored in the 89th minute and Cribs gained all three points uh, to move up to eighth in the table well, we would love to bring you details of Brislington against Bridport, but unfortunately that one uh, didn't beat the weather. That game was um, postponed. However, better luck at Chipping Sodbury Town, where they entertained Wells in a seven-goal thriller. Mm. They did, and they were 4-0 up with half an hour to go, so obviously they were in a pretty commanding position with two goals for uh, Josh Joe White and goals also for Sam Jenkins and Sam Taylor. Uh, so as I say, they were 4-0 up with half an hour to go, and you're thinking... Absolutely fine, and then Wells, who have only failed to score in one game all season, so you thought um, maybe a fight back could be inevitable. They got a goal from the penalty spot, and then two two more goals uh, left them with a, a fighting chance with five minutes to go. But they they were unable to, to grab the equaliser and shipping sub. We just managed to hold on uh, to move up to tenth in the table and overta- overtake their uh, visitors in the league table. Uh, Gillingham Town against Hallen was another victim of the weather but um, again better luck at, uh, at Longwell Green Sports who entertained Street uh, of course we spoke to Richard Fay uh, on this this time last week he was very bullish about their chances this season and understandably so when you look at the scoreline of that game yeah pretty comfortable 5-0 win for, for Street uh, in second and uh, 18 wins now this season uh, pretty, comf- pretty, um, pretty easy afternoon at Shillard's Road Steve Murray scored a hat-trick for the visitors uh, to go along with goals from Dale Hunt and uh, Craig, Craig Herod in a, in a comfortable win for the Cobblers. Uh, well, the crowd of the weekend, un- <laughs> unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. perhaps, was at Melchior Yeah, Town. like always. Yeah, well, certainly at the moment. I mean, the locals mm. have seemed to have, have grasped the, uh, the Oakfield Stadium with both hands. Um, over 400 people getting into the ground to watch uh, Melchior's games against Sherbourne. And, uh, well, if they went away happy last weekend, they will have gone away even happier this weekend. Yeah, nice 5-0 win uh, for Melksham and uh, you know the game started well for them Sherbourne actually lost a man in the 12th minute pushed through a card with Lee Clark seeing red uh, but the, the away team actually were pretty resolute and held out to half time it was 0-0 so obviously the big crowd would have been a bit anxious as to whether Melksham could push through and gain the victory but just after half time so from the restart they shot out the blocks and Sam Jordan and Gary Higdon both scored within 5 minutes of the, the, the uh, kick off and they were pretty pretty comfortable from then with further goals from Mike Perrett and Jake Hiscox as well as a late own goal and uh, Melksham up into third taking advantage of Buckland's uh, FA Vase fixture um, moving to Odland, uh, Odd Down and uh, they entertained uh, Clevedon there seems to be something about the number five going on at the moment because there were five <laughs> goals in that game as well 
yeah, topsy-turvy encounter at Noddown where he took an early lead for Ashley McGrain, who's now got uh, seven goals in his last nine league fixtures, so he's in riding some form. But then Clayton turned the game on his head with Isaac Reed and Jake Harris going for them. He's put them ahead 2-1 with about 20 minutes left on the clock. Uh, Simon Gilbert was then fouled in the you know, penalty area and managed to convert his own penalty to uh, level proceedings for, for Oddown, who then nicked things, nicked all three points in the uh, 90th minute with Caelan Simpson scoring uh, in just his second appearance for the club. And uh, we finish off our Premier Division coverage at Shepton Mallet, where the visitors were bitten. And they struggled. Uh, they went to a 3 0 defeat at Ashton Mallet, who have not won at home in a long, long time, so they'll be happy with this win. Uh, with goals from James Billing, Joe Morgan, and Ashley Wilmer helping them. So that's a comfortable win. So we now move our attention to the um, to the first division. Starting at Armandsbury Uwe, their game against Bishop Sutton was postponed. Um, so we uh, we then move on to Bishop's Lydiard, who entertained Radstock Town, the Miners. Miners going well this season, as we've said on a couple of occasions before, but um, uh, that game, uh, um, the two teams couldn't be separated. No, battle between two of the top six clubs in the division, and there's a one-all draw. Uh, with the home side, Bishop's Lydiard took the lead. Andy Butler 10 minutes after the break uh, but Radstock pulled back uh, a goal through Simon Millard and despite the best efforts of um, Nathan Watley who made a couple of good saves towards the end uh, the deficit could not be broken anymore and uh, it stayed winning and both teams uh, sitting pretty in the top six as I say Well Calm Town entertained high flying Cheddar but again um, those two teams mm. couldn't be separated Another one all draw and a surprising result with the third bottom club playing team who sit third and it was uh, having fallen behind uh, Cheddar did manage to fight back equalising for Alex Hamilton uh, they couldn't force a winner and they dropped a couple of points that they probably would have uh, anticipated uh, picking up on a, on a, on a tough travels but Callum struggling themselves but it shows that they, the teams at the bottom are putting up a good fight against you know, uh, opposition who probably are expected to, to walk away with all three points well, on the subject of people who were supposed to be walking away with all three points, I think you uh, you could have been forgiven for thinking Chard Town would have managed that. They're um, currently going well this season, and Chippenham Park have been struggling. But um, those two met at Chard, and uh, again, honours even. Another one will draw, and Chippenham, as you say, uh, towards the lower reaches of the ta- uh, table, and they were the ones who took the lead through Darren Moss, uh, but they weren't able to hold on with... Uh, Stephen Friend striking an injury time to grab a point for the home side, who, um, who were another team near the top of the table who failed to win on Saturday. Well, um, finally we found a winner, um, but it didn't come at home between Corsham Town and Ashton and Backwell United. Yeah, 1-0 win away for Ashton and Backwell United against Corsham, who have fallen to 21st following the defeat. Uh, the goal coming during the first half to Sam Skidmore and helping uh, Ashton Backwell to a three points, which moves them up to ninth in the table. Well, one team that caught my eye last season when I had the pleasure of commentating on the Les Phillips Cup final was Hengrove Athletic, of course, the current Les Phillips um, Cup winners. Um, they've been um, they've been again in good form this season, and they had another very good win uh, at, at home yesterday, Tom. Yeah, four different goal scorers in their 4-0 home win against Roman Glass at St George, uh, with Joe Brimble, Reese Hickory, Asa White and Jack Schillingham all finding the back of the net. And Hengrove, in fact, were the only team in the top eight to start the day who actually managed to win on Saturday. Yeah. So taken was I with the <coughs> with the good form of Hengrove Athletic that I, uh, I took this opportunity to have a chat with their manager, Jamie Hillman, about their good run of form of late and, of course, looking back on that Les Phillips Cup win as well. 
um, Jamie, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. And uh, uh, you had a uh, you had a, a thumping good victory on Saturday. Yeah, we uh, we, we beat Roman Glass four 0 on Saturday. Um, we performed quite well to be fair to the boys, um, and, and fully deserved that that win in the conditions. I think we adapted better to the conditions, but like I said, I think we were uh, we were quite comfortable all the way through everything. Um, I see you've had a good January. You had a difficult December, um, but um, you've been um, undefeated uh, in 2017. You handily placed as well, uh, fourth in the in the league table. Are you um, are you pleased with the way this season's panning out? Um, yeah, if I'm honest, we, we should probably have more points on the board than what we have. Um, we dropped certainly earlier on in the season. We've we somehow in, in games that we were in control of and missed quite a few chances and, and then the teams have hit us with the, with the sucker punch if you like and we, we've ended up losing a couple of games so we should definitely have more points on the board but you know, overall it is a, it's a tough league the first division um, where to be honest on their day anybody can beat anybody so yeah but we're we're okay placed if you like we're handily placed um the three teams above us, obviously, they, they have to be they have to be caught, and we we hope that they have to slip up for us to to be able to achieve anything this season. But all we have to keep doing is just trying to keep win, winning, like like we did at the weekend. You know, we we won, and the teams around us lost, which was or or at least got points, which is always good to see. Um, and if, if we could have a few more weekends like that, then that'd be that'd be great. At the start of this season, obviously you were coming off the back of a, of a very impressive victory in the Les Phillips Cup final um, last season, where you defeated Premier Division opposition in the form of um, in the form of Willand. Did um, did you have your own expectations this season that you would be pushing for promotion? Uh, yeah, that was definitely something that you know at the start of the season. What we said, our, our aim at the start of the season was to be round about the turn of the year to be within contention to be within touching distance now we're, we're probably a little bit a little bit behind in terms of where we wanted to be um, but that being said you know is there's a lot of football still to be played we still have to play two of the teams above us we still have to play um, once each again um, so like I say there's anybody can beat anybody on their day out the results of the weekend showed so we're very much still in contention. I know we're, we don't really get a mention at the moment and everything's about the top three, and that's, that's fine. You know, we just have to keep trying to win. We have to go on a run now where we keep grinding out results. But, you know, like I said, there are no easy games, and people will probably look over the next month and, and, and think that the three teams above us, Wellington, Keatsham and Cheddar, all have to play each other, so they're going to drop points. But there's no guarantee that we're going to we're going to win our games. You know, we have Bishop Smithy next Saturday and they're one of the teams that have already beat us this season and then tough trips to Welsh and Ragsbox so it's a tough old time for us as well but if we continue to improve as we have done over the last few weeks then you know we shouldn't really fear anybody well, I alluded to that um, Les Phillips Cup final victory last season um, because I had the pleasure of being there. I, uh, we did a we did a commentary for the for the Western League, which I think is still available in a in a DVD format. But um, on that day, I was very impressed by your performance. I know that um, it, it, particularly at grassroots level, uh, it's not always easy to keep a talented group of players together. But um, have you been able to um, build on that squad that did so well in the League Cup competition going into this? season? Uh, 
yeah, we have. We, we've, we've lost a couple of the, the squad. Um, one or two were expected. That we, you know, we were expected to lose. And they didn't really play as much as what they did last season. And one or two that probably we didn't want to lose, but for their own reasons, decided to. You know, one lad stepped down a few levels, and, and another lad who started off this season with us and, and couldn't, didn't quite get in the team as much as what he wanted to be. So wanted to step away because he wanted to play every week, which you can perfectly understand, you know. But we, we signed. You know, I think we're stronger as a squad now and what we were last season you know we, we signed four or five lads in the summer um, it took us took us on to the next next level if you like I feel as a team um, it's just like I say you know last year we had that little run where where, where you mentioned the Les Phillips Cup where we beat the likes of Tabri Heath and Melksham along the way before beating Willand in the final we, we had a great togetherness last year where we could, you know, we soaked up a lot of pressure at times, and uh, defensively we were fantastic. And then we were lucky enough in, in a couple of the games to be able to nick the goals on the other end. And we're, we're similarish to that this season. You know, we probably haven't. You, know, you, you mentioned earlier on about our little dip in form in December, and we were probably just we were poor in both penalty boxes. That, that was the truth be told. You know, we, we gave away silly goals whilst also missing good chances at the other end. And, kind of tighten the ship a little bit in respect of that and in terms of it defensively in the last couple of games we've been a lot better so and again we're taking our chances now again down the other end so hopefully we're going to hit the run of form now that it can carry us on to the end of the season and what are your expectations I mean where you are you're handily placed in fourth as we said you've had your dip Do you, are you are you genuinely optimistic that you can be putting in a promotion push is that the target for the rest of the season yeah definitely you know we have to take each game as it comes um, but we've certainly you know the aim is to try and get try and get up into that into those position places um, like I said it's down to the teams above us to slip up but I have no doubt that they will at some stage it's just whether we can keep winning week after week which is what we have to do is there's a lot of pressure on, on our boys and we have to try to keep everybody fit and try to keep everybody playing and happy which is you know, as all managers find at our level is, is a bit of a juggling act but you know so far so good and is your ambition to manage Hengrove Athletic in the Premier Division uh, yeah it would be nice you know I, <laughs> we, we got promoted a few seasons back and I, I left at the end of our season that we got promoted and went to Hallam for a season um, and unfortunately Hengrove got relegated that season back to the First Division so we haven't got it but yeah I, I definitely don't uh, I didn't force myself going anywhere else apart from Hengrove whether we go up or not next year um, you know we've, we've got a good committee behind us now we've got good people um, good people off the pitch you know Nigel and Dave our grounds man who worked tirelessly to, to give us a, a good grain and our chairman Mike Greatbank he's constantly working you know not just his own job but obviously and his own company is constantly working for him and, and giving us as, as much support as he can so there are good people up there so yeah definitely you know if, if we can if we can get promoted this season then it, it'll be a great achievement not just for myself and the players but for the club as a whole well that's excellent to hear particularly name checking the, the groundsmen there because the groundsmen are so important particularly at this time of the year to get your get your games on we've seen um, a few matches abandoned uh, well a few matches postponed over the last couple of weeks so it's um, um, that those those volunteers really earn their earn their salt yeah. at this uh, this time of the year. What, 
One final question for you, Jamie. Um, you're still in the you're still in the hat for the uh, Les Phillips Cup. If I could um, if I could give you a place in this year's final or um, put you in the fin- in the top two of the first division, what would you take? I'd take the top two of the first division. There you go. Well, you've, you've, um, you've, you've that that being said, you know, we still it, it, it is funny because last year we we were going for some racing last year in terms of it, we weren't far away, and so we. We, we came to the cup competition and we, we had Cabra Heath and I think it got postponed and I was going to leave players out because we had a game on the Monday and we had one or two niggles and I didn't want to take a chance um, but that game got cancelled then the quarterfinal draw got made and I think the, the winners of us were playing for each at home and all of a sudden and all the top teams your Manor Farms and your Bucklands and everyone were playing each other and so it kind of changed and we said you know what we're going to have a right good go to see if we can get to the cup final um, so we've got a tough draw in the next round you know Wellington who have been the best team that we've faced this season you know we drew down it there and we, they beat us at our place We've got them at home in the in the next round for a place in the quarter final. So that's gonna that's our only uh, that's all we're thinking about for that competition at the moment. But as we found out now, last year, you know, who knows what could happen. If we can get to the final again, that was fantastic achievement in itself. Jamie Hillman, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for joining the Tool Station Western League podcast. And um, I wish you a, a successful run in to the end of the season. Hopefully the ambition that I saw um, in the Les Phillips Cup final last season will be realised in success for you on the pitch this season as well. Thank you very much. My thanks there to Hengrove Athletics manager Jamie Hillman. Staying in the first division then, we look at high-flying Canesham Town. They were at home to Westbury United. Yes, and Canesham fell to a surprising uh, 2-0 defeat at home to Westbury United. We'll see with uh, other teams around them dropping points at the top. Canesham will have fancied the chances, but uh, two goals just after the hour mark from Daniel Price and Otis Young handed uh, Westbury all three points. Well, we would love to bring you details of Oldland Abertonians against Warminster, but that was another victim of the weather. So we move on to Portishead uh, Town against Welton Rovers and... um, um, one of the lowest crowds of the day there um, saw a nil-all draw. Yeah, not much to report. Both uh, both take home a point and both stay in the mid-table. Uh, Porters had probably be slightly happier. Um, it's their fourth draw of the campaign. We move on to um, league leaders Wellington now. Uh, they were at home to Devizes and uh, I'm sure that they were expecting uh, a lot more than the, uh, than the 49 who attended that game actually saw. Yeah, another another nil nil draw, unfortunately. But as as has kind of been mentioned, uh, the teams around them uh, failed to take advantage. Uh, so Wellington, although dropping points themselves, probably didn't have that bad a weekend in the in the grand scheme of things and stayed top of the table by two points. Well, if you're wondering where all the goals have gone in the first division, I think they probably <laughs> popped up at Wincanton Town when they entertained Malmesbury Victoria. Yeah, an excellent performance in a 5-0 win uh, with the informed Connor Williams scoring a hat-trick for Wincanton uh, with adding to goals from uh, Thomas Morris and Yian Walters uh, and they move up ahead of Porter's head into 10th and um, looking good for the, for the second half of the season. Excellent. Just have a quick look at the two, uh, two tables there. So- 
slightly disrupted by that FA Vars action in the Premier Division, although Manor Farm stay on top, 25 games, 66 points. Street still in second, 25 games, 58 points. Melksham have moved into third. They've played 23 games and they're on 55. Buckland Athletic there played 23 and they're on 54. And there's quite a gap then until you go down to Bradford Town, um, who have played 25 and on 46. So it's very much looking like um, the top four in the Premier Division on the hunt for honours this season um, but um, really does depend on a slip for the uh, for the league for the league leaders at the moment now moving into the first division we have Wellington sitting on top they've played 29 they've got 64 points Canesham Town played a game more 30 they've only got 60 well I say only got and they've got 62 <laughs> points Cheddar in third on 29 uh, played 29 they've got 61 points and then there's a six point gap um, to Hengrove in fourth and then down uh, you've got uh, Bishops Lydiard 28 games played 47 points so um, exciting of course at this stage of the season in both divisions we'll be bringing you more action um, this time uh, next week but Tom you uh, of course write the um, the, uh, the the Western League uh, roundup in the um, in the non-league paper uh, where can the listeners read your report this week? We're the featured league in the Step 5 section of the non-league paper with Streets Game against Longwell Green Sports, the uh, featured fixture. Excellent. So there's another reason for um, for street fans to be tuning into the podcast after last week's interview with manager Richard Fay. T- Tom, as always, thank you very much for your time and um, I look forward to catching up with you this time uh, next week. But um, for another uh, Toolstation Western League podcast, I've been Ian Knockholds and I've been delighted to have been joined by Tom Hiscott. <laughs>